Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. I'm going to be talking about seed time and harvest today. Okay. Um, It's something that God impressed on me during the fast. It all kind of started that Sunday night. We went to the new uh, church location or tentative church location. And um, uh, he started stirring stuff up there. He woke me up at 3.30 that night, that next morning, and I did not go back to sleep. Um, It was just really something that he impressed on me that we are, we, we sow. A lot of us are good sowers. We're, we're good givers, but we are not very good harvesters. We do not reap very well what we sow, um, and we need to change that. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that with you today. But before I get into sowing, I have to tell you that tithing and sowing are two different things. So if you say, I'm a tither, great. You are connecting your finances with God. You are trusting God. You're honoring him. You're giving back what he asks you to give back. Um, in Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, look at that. Amplified version, okay? Be blessed for the multiplied words, all right? What does he say? He says, honor the Lord with your capital and your sufficiency from your righteous labors with the first fruits of all your income. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. Who wants their pantries and refrigerators to have abundance, right? We don't want any lack, but you honor the Lord with your first fruits. Don't give him the leftovers. Don't, don't pay your bills first and say, all right, Lord, I've got this much here to give you. Honor the Lord with the first fruits. Because this, so much, it pleases him so much. Because you are saying, Lord, I trust you with my money. Right? When you do that, money doesn't have you. You don't have, you know, you've, you've got things, but the things don't have you. You're willing to give. So honor the Lord with those first fruits. And he says, when you do, your storage places will be filled with plenty, your vats overflowing with new wine. Now that's abundance, right? New wine. You don't have that leftover soured stuff. You've got new wine overflowing. All right? In Malachi 3, 10 and 12, 3, 10 through 12, um, New King James Version. <laughs> All right? Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, he says, that there may be food in my house and try me now in this. He says, try me, show me, prove me. You do this and I will show you what I'm going to do. And I will not fail, right? He never fails. He will do what he says he's going to do. So he says, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for such a blessing that there's not even room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. So when you bring your tithe to the church, to to wherever you're being fed and ministered to, then he will... Open the windows of heaven, 
man, I bet you those are some windows, right? If you read in Proverbs, when it, it talks about the, I think it's in Proverbs, maybe Isaiah, I don't remember where. Anyway, somewhere in the Old Testament, it talks about the windows, and they're jeweled, you know? I mean, come on, streets of gold, jewels around the windows. He's got plenty, and he's going to pour it out on you so much, there's not even room to receive it, okay? Not even room to receive it. And not only that, he rebukes the devourer for your sake. You have tither's rights. You have tither's rights because you are in a covenant with the Lord. And he says, you bring me and honor me with your first fruits, and I will rebuke the devourer, okay? He says that he won't destroy the fruit of your ground. Well, where do you plant a seed? Where's your stuff grow? In the ground. Your vine won't fail to bear fruit, okay? So he will rebuke the devourer for you. Think about the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years. Ladies, they wore the same shoes for 40 years, okay? They didn't wear out. Could we do that? <laughs> I don't know. I think I've got about 80 pair of shoes in my closet right now. Um, but their shoes didn't wear out. Their clothes didn't wear out. You've got tithers rights. You could pray over your car and you could say, these tires are sure. These, this car is sure and true and it will stay on the road and they will not wear out. I have tithers rights. I prayed over my microwave once so it wouldn't break. My refrigerator so it wouldn't break. <laughs> because I have tithers rights. I'm a tither. He rebukes the devourer for my sake. So the tithe is a covenant transaction with you and God, and you're getting God involved in your finances. You're getting God involved in what you're doing. It's how you honor God with your money, okay? And he's going to bless you by opening up those windows of heaven, okay? Leviticus 27.30 says the tithe is holy. It is the Lord's and holy unto the Lord, okay? So don't steal the tithe. Don't keep back the tithe. Give the tithe, and it's also a matter of your heart, too. So don't do it well, um, grudgingly or, mm, I could really use this $100, but I'm going to give it to you instead. Don't do that, okay? You honor the Lord, and you say, Lord, you have blessed me. You have taken me out of the kingdom of darkness and translated me into the kingdom of light, and you have blessed me with this income, and I give you 10% of my income, and I connect with you with my finances, and I thank you that as I do, you open the windows of heaven. You pour out a blessing for me, that every need of mine is met, and then you, you just say thanks, and then you just bless it, okay? You bless it, and you give it, and then you expect that promise from Malachi to come back to you, okay? God said, you do this, I will do this. So you do that, he will do that, okay? He said it, it's true, count on it. It's done, okay? But tithing is not sowing. <laughs> so um, keep on tithing, but consider sowing, okay? So sowing, um, when we tithe, when we sow, everything we do must be in obedience to what God says. And it has to be in faith, okay? Because, um, man, faith is our connector with God, right? And so everything we have to do, faith pleases God, right? Hebrews eleven six. So when we act in, in faith, in obedience to him, we're pleasing him. So it's the same with our sowing. 
we, we sow, because um, in, in Malachi, right before he says, talking about the thing, he talks about tithe and offering. So tithes and offerings are separate. And when we sow or give an offering, it's in addition to our tithe. And do it in according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit will tell you, hey, go give $10 to that person. Go buy that person lunch. Go fill up that person's tank gas tank over there. You see that person that just pulled in? They're about to put just $5 in their tank. You go top it off for them, okay? And when you, when you do that, you're in obedience to him, and you're meeting a need. That person that drove up to that gas tank could be saying, Lord, I've got $5. Let it be like the Israelite shoes. Let it go and go and go. And God says, go fill them up, okay? You're meeting that person's need. You don't know it, but they could have prayed to God and said, hey, Lord, help me. And you're the help. Okay? He's not going to just drop stuff out of heaven. Gas tank. Uh-uh. You're the hands. You're the feet. You're the ones that are doing the work for him. That's why you have to be obedient. Okay? So go, go do what he tells you to do. Um, and you, it may not be somebody who prayed. It may be just somebody down on their luck, and you go over and you say, hey, let me top that off for you. Jesus loves you. And man, does that plant a seed there that will come back to them later. Okay? So Genesis 1, on the third day, God made vegetation. Do you like that hick there? Woo! Genesis 1. My oaky came out a little bit there. Okay. When God created the vegetation, he, had, he made everything with seed of its own kind so it could multiply. Every tree, every plant, every shrub, everything he created, we have seed of our own kind so we can multiply. That's how we multiply and fill the earth, with seed. So let's think of that seed, that seed time and harvest. We're going to think about the seed first, and we're going to think of it in natural terms, okay? So we're farmers. We're gardeners. We want to garden. We're going to grow our own fruit, whatever. Um, you want corn? You want wheat? You got to plant a seed, okay? It's not going to just pop up on its own. It takes action. Farmers just don't sit on their front porch and go, "Woo, that looks like a good spot for corn, and just wait for it. No, I know. I take out so much backbreaking work, right? No, it doesn't happen that way. They have to go out and plant the seed, right? Once the seed is sown, does he just forget about it? <sighs> what did I put over there? Oh, yeah, that's the corn. All right, so he remembers it. <laughs> Remember, come on, people. Okay, we're a month into this new year. I hope you see what the trend is for this year, okay? If we want this to be a year of more, of more miracles, of more healing, of more finances, of more blessings, you've got to remember what the Lord has done. You've got to remember who you are and whose you are and where you are now. And, and don't forget your seed, okay? So you plant, he plants a seed. He waters it. He goes out and he gets the weeds out. He cares for his seed, protects it from the weather, protects it from the insects, and then when it's ready, he pulls it in, okay? So there's work in reaping. Have you ever seen a farmer just sit on his porch and go, corn, in the barn, and then it does it? 
No, there's work. All right, so he doesn't just sit there. He gets out his machines. He calls his friends. Hey, it's harvest time. I need you to come help me. All hands on deck. Let's get people out here. And he brings in the harvest. In past times, they used a sickle. Ugh. Thank goodness for bigger machines now. But have you ever seen a sickle? You know, those little, and, you, and then there you go. It's a lot of work. I've seen it in the movies. I've never done it myself. <laughs> All right. All of this works the same way in the, in the supernatural, sowing supernatural seeds. Okay? You have to plant a seed. You have to care for that seed, and then you have to work to call it in. Okay? Same principle. So let's look at um, Mark chapter 4. Um, Jesus talked about the, the kingdom of God a couple different times in some parables. First in Mark 4, 26 through 29, he said, The kingdom of God is like a man who scatters seed upon the ground and then continues sleeping, rising day and night, while the seed sprouts, grows, and increases. He knows not. The earth, <laughs> I lost it there. The earth produces or acting by itself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. When the grain is ripe and permits, immediately he sends forth the reapers, puts in the sickle, because the harvest stands ready. So I really like this because he says that he scatters seed, and then he sleeps and gets up and sleeps and gets up, and the, and the, the seed does its work. It does its own growing. And the seed knows what it's doing. Okay? The man doesn't know that the seed has to die and germinate and all that stuff. He just knows when I plant that seed, I'm going to get whatever it was I planted of that like kind. And that's what the kingdom of God is like. You plant a seed, it's going to grow of that like kind. And I like that he sleeps and rises and sleeps. For me, I was like, oh, he slept. You know what he's doing? He's resting. All right? So he goes out and he plants that seed and then he cares for that seed and he rests at night and then he goes out and he does it again. And he stays diligent to that seed to protect it, to help it to grow, to keep the weeds out. Okay? And then when it's time, he goes out and harvests. Okay, that's the kingdom of God. The other one in uh, verse 40, uh, sorry, it's Mark 4, chapter, chapter 4, verse 30. Again, he said, to what shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what parable shall we compare it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when it's sown in the ground, it's the smallest seed on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater than all shrubs and shoots out great branches so that the birds of the air may nest in the shade. All right, so let's look at that again. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater. When it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater. Let's all say that. When it is sown, it grows up and becomes greater. Does it occasionally grow? Does it grow if it's God's will? Oh, no. It grows up and becomes greater. So when that seed is sown, done deal, it's going to grow up. When you put it in that good ground, it's going to grow up and it's going to become greater. I love God's math. It's not addition. It's multiplication. Okay. Isn't that nice? 
So you have to sow, so you have to sow a seed if you want some fruit. Okay? You got to sow the seed. You got to put in the work. So we sow seed supernaturally the same way a farmer does. Your seed can be any resource that you have. Okay? It could be money. It could be time. It could be clothes, food. Okay? You guys um, recently sewed some clothes to uh, Mexico missions, right? All right. So you can say, you can, you did sow a seed. I planted some sweatshirts. I planted some shoes. I planted some, some pants into the ministry in Mexico. And so I reap a hundredfold return of sweatpants, of shoes, of jackets, whatever you gave. Okay? Expect a return on what you gave. But see, I bet you, uh, how many of you forgot you gave clothes? Okay? Oh, dear. Remember, folks. And I'll tell you, this message is just as much for me as it is as, uh, for you guys, um, which tends to always be true for me. Um, when we did our fast, I pulled out a journal. I've got so many. And I pulled out a journal to write in. And there was my list of giving, my, my sewing that I did in 2021. And I was like, holy smokes, look at all that I gave. And I forgot all of it. All of it. And I thought, you know what? I think it's time that I start remembering that seed and bringing that seed in. Because it's been a few years. It's probably ready to harvest. So, I'm telling you, I got a lot of stuff out there. Tim's got a guitar, a hundredfold guitars. He gave a guitar away. Man. Okay, so, anyway, um, sow your seed, any resource. Sow it in faith. And expect a return. The farmer expects his corn. He expects his wheat. He doesn't just plant it for no reason. Expect a return. And then work your harvest. Okay, and here's a big one. Don't judge the soil you're planting into. Okay? Don't judge that soil. If God tells you to give, then you give. You don't say, oh, Lord, that homeless person, he'll probably just go spend it on something stupid. I can't do that. He's not worthy of my $10. No, that is not your place. You don't do that. When God says give, you give. Okay? You let God take care of what that person does with. That's between that person and God. But when you're obedient with the giving that he tells you to give, you will be blessed no matter what that other person does because you did what you were supposed to do, okay? So do not judge the soil you're sowing into. If God says give, you give, right? Okay, the only soil you're supposed to worry about or be concerned about, don't worry, but the only soil that you prepare and take care of is your own heart, right? He said it earlier, it's in parable of the sower, because the seed was the same in the parable of the sower. 75% of the seed failed. 25% produced the hundredfold return. Why? Because it was good soil. It was soft soil. It didn't have weeds. It didn't have thorns and junk in it. And that's what your heart should be. Okay? So you prepare your heart. Keep it soft. Because that's a teachable, correctable, willing, and obedient heart. 
If it gets hard and, and, and won't accept anything from the Lord, any instruction or anything like that, then you're just that stony ground and you're not going to produce any fruit. Okay? So don't judge the soil you're sowing into. Just judge your own and keep your own soil soft, tender, acceptable, ready. Okay? I mean, it says... Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, shall men give unto your bosom. Okay, so when you sow and you give, it will be given back to you. Okay, but you got to have a good heart for that. Um, you know, you got to be ready. That's what I'm trying to say. I'll get there. It's down here at the last. We'll swing around. We'll touch that on that again. Okay, so what do you do in the waiting? Is going to determine your harvest. So why do some people receive 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold? Okay, it's, it's, it comes to what you're doing during the waiting time for your harvest. So in the parable of the sower, when the seed got sown into that thorny ground, that the thorns, the weeds, the blue came up and choked out the, the seed, and it couldn't produce fruit. So later in chapter 4 in Mark, when Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower and explaining it to his disciples, what did he say about that thorny ground? He said that those were weeds, that those thorns were doubt, fear, unbelief. They came in and choked out the word. So you have to keep that out of your, out, away from your seed, in your heart. Speak, your, speak faith over your seed. Speak life over your seed. Water it with the word. Okay? There's a lot of scripture in there about um, prosperity and giving. And when you obey and, and do what God says and, and how he's going to meet all of your needs. And we just did the give and it shall be given unto you. So you've got that scripture right there. So hold on tightly to the promises of what God says in the word. And it will come to pass, okay? Pull out those weeds, water it with the word, speak life over it. Don't speak doubt. Don't speak fear or uh, unbelief. Uh, speak faith. Speak life. Don't kill your seed, mm. okay? Don't let the enemy come and steal, kill, and destroy. He will use that fear, doubt, unbelief to rob you of your faith and to rob you of your harvest, what do we say, ladies? Fear tolerated is faith contaminated. Okay? Do we need to say that out loud? Fear tolerated, fear tolerated. is faith contaminated. contaminated. Don't let that, fa that fear in there and mess up your faith and kill your seed. Okay? Genesis 8.22. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, Summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Oh, yeah. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not cease. You can count on it. As long as this earth is spinning, seed time and harvest will remain. So you plant that seed, your harvest will come. Okay? Even if you planted that seed 20 years ago and forgot about it, okay, you can still bring that in. All right, so keep your faith. That's your connection to God. That's how we receive from him, right? 
Keep your connection to the word. And the word is your sickle. <laughs> you don't have to back your, break your back trying to dig up the ground and cut things and all that stuff with that. Use the word. Let the word do the work. Okay? The word says that uh, the word is active. It also says in Jeremiah that... Uh, the Lord is alert and active, listening for his word, ready to perform it. The word says that we have ministering spirits listening to go out and perform and do for the work of the saints. So use your, your hosts. He's the Lord of hosts. Let's use our hosts to go out and bring in our harvest. Use the word. The word is your sickle. Okay? So don't give up on the word. Okay? Man, there's power there. Right? So speak the word, and that's what's going to bring in your harvest. Jesus is our example. He spoke the end result. Didn't you just say this earlier? Just right up here. Speak your end result. Imagine yourself. Picture yourself. <laughs> Ephesians 3 says he's going to do greater than we can imagine. So expand your imagination. Start seeing yourself as a giver, as a sower, as, man, I've got wads of cash in my pocket just to give away. It's not for me. It's just to give away. Lord, I am your servant. I'm listening. Tell me, and I will do it. That's how we need to be. So we need to um, use the word as our sickle and follow Jesus' example, speaking the end result. When he spoke to the fig tree, he said, no man eat fruit from you ever again, and turned and walked away, fully expecting no man to eat fruit from that tree ever again. Did they? No. When he goes into Jairus' house and they said, oh, she's dead. He's like, no, she's not. She's just sleeping. Was she sleeping? Yes, he got her up. Okay, he brought her back from the dead. He spoke his end result. When the storm came, he said, storm, peace be still. He told it to be still. Did it be still? Yes. yes. He spoke his end result. So you speak your end result, what you're expecting to come from the seed that you're sowing. Okay? Command your ministering spirits to go and bring in the harvest. Tell Satan to let go of your seed, of your harvest. That's not his. He has no right to that. You have authority over him. Tell him to let it go, send out your angels, and then fully expect it to come in. All right? When we sow generously, we should reap generously. Right? Isn't that what Galatians 6 says? God's not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. Okay? You, you reap. You sow love. You're going to reap love. You sow time. You're going to reap time. Worship team, you spend a lot of time up here on Sundays, right? Practice. And, and services and practice at home, you're sowing that time into the ministry of the Lord and his church. Receive that time back in Jesus' name. Receive it back. That time, that effort, man, you've got peace. You've got time. You're just like, man, what do I do with all this extra time? Ah, all right. He'll tell you what to do with it. Okay? You... Come in 30 minutes early and you greet somebody at the door. You stay late and you clean up toilets and pick up trash. You're sowing that time to the Lord and to his church. Reap that time back. Reap that effort back. You know, I, I sowed seed for some house cleaning once and I thought, man, I need somebody to come clean my house now. Reap that money back. Uh, when I sowed that seed, it was for um, debt freedom out of my house. And uh, 
That is the seed that I forgot. Forgive me, Lord. Um, And so I am telling you, I am expecting a harvest back on that um, to pay off my my house debt and be completely debt-free right there. Um, So we sow generously, we reap generously. Expect a 100-fold return. So God, again, is in the multiplication business. When you cut open an apple... Uh, You got that one piece of fruit. Does it have just one seed inside it? No. You got like, what, four, six, eight? I don't know how many. Um, Let's say there's four. Okay, so you get that one apple, and then you take that one seed, and you plant that, and you get that one big tree. And let's say it's got 100 um, apples on that one tree. Of course, you know there's more than 100. But let's just say there's 100, okay? And then each one of those hundreds have four seeds, You do the math, and then that goes, and then that goes, and man, we've replenished the earth with apples, all right? So expect that kind of return with yours. It's more than just adding two zeros on the hundredfold return. God is bigger than just two zeros. (laughs) Thank you. All right? A good definition, and he said part of this early, stole a little bit of my thunder, but that's okay. Hundredfold return, maximum highest level attainable. Okay? Hundredfold return, let's say this together. Hundredfold return is the maximum highest level attainable. When I sow my seed, I expect a return of the maximum highest level attainable. Okay? Now, if you're going to be a good sower you got to be a good receiver. <laughs> okay? All right? Because you're praying for your needs to be met too. So what if I came up and I filled your gas tank? And you said, oh, no, that's okay. God's going to meet my needs. <laughs> Hello? I'm here to meet that need. God sent me here to meet that need for you. Okay? So you have to be a good receiver as well as a good giver. Okay? And please... Don't do this, Lord. I don't need a hundredfold return. I just need 30 to take care of my family. That is so selfish. God needs you to be more eh, sufficient in yourself and have more and more and more than enough to meet the needs of everybody else. There are some hurting people out there that you're going to meet their need, and he can't do it if you're sitting there going, oh, Lord, I just need what's good for my house. I don't need anything else. Come on. Come on, people. Come on. Oh, dear. All right? So you've got to expect it. Expect your harvest. See it by faith. Let's go to Mark 10. Spend a lot of time in Mark today. Mark 10, verse 29 and 30. And this is right after that young rich guy came and said, Hey, Jesus, I do all of this, this, and this, and what can I do? And Jesus said, Go sell your riches and come. Follow me, and he went away sad because he had a lot of stuff. So Jesus says, truly I tell you, there's no one who has given up and left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospels who will not receive a hundred times as much now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. All right, with persecutions, let's skip over that part, right? (laughs) 
my point here is now in this time, 100 times as much now in this time. So when you give and you sow your seed, the Lord says, give $100 into the Mexico mission. We're buying them a truck. You know, we did that recently. When the Lord says give and you give, you should expect a 100-fold return in this time. Not just when you get to heaven, but in this time. Here on earth in this time. Okay? He's not trying to get you money to give it away so you're just, you know, living from gift to gift, blessing to blessing, and you're not blessed in between. Okay? That is not the God of more than enough. How does that bring him glory? His, we bring him glory by having so much blessing that we can, without even hesitating, give it to somebody in need. Okay? So in this time, expect your harvest. I mean, you're going to have some treasures in heaven. You're going to have some rewards in heaven. But expect your harvest now. Okay? And how you measure is what you get back. In Mark 4, 23, 24, in the New King James, it says, If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Then he said, Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who hear, more will be given. So if, if you're not listening, you're not going to be getting. <laughs> so many nuggets of wisdom today, right? You know, I mean, quit unbelieving. <laughs> and then, you know, don't stop believing. <laughs> okay. If you're not listening, you're not going to get. And in the Amplified Version, I really like this verse. Um, uh, you can put it up there. Let's see. I just probably 24. When he says, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. Okay? So listen to the word. Remember the word. Remember what God's telling you. And how much attention, how much honor you give to what you're hearing and what he is telling you, that's going to be the measure of virtue, which is also power and knowledge that comes back to you. Okay? So if you're just like, eh, sowing that seed and then, you know, whatever. Let's see what happens. You're not really giving much honor to that. So honor the word as you speak over your seed, as you sow your seed. And as you honor, you're going to get, you're going to increase the measure that you're going to receive. You're increasing the measure that you're receiving by, you know, listening to the word. Um, you'll get a deeper revelation of your seed time and harvest. Um, so, okay. Pay attention and give honor to the word as you sow your seed. Okay, so last thing. My favorite, and this is one that you can stand on as a, as a sower, because we're all sowers, right? We're all givers. Um, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, Amplified Version, 
Remember, oh, there's so many good things in the Amplified Version in this one. <clears throat> remember this. Look, remember, okay? He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap sparingly and grudgingly. And he who sows generously, that blessings may come to someone, will also reap generously and with blessings. So you're not just reaping what you sowed, you're getting blessings on top of that. Good stuff. Let each one give as he has made up in his own mind and purposed in his heart, not reluctantly or sorrowly or under compulsion. For God loves, he takes pleasure in, you want to please the Father, you give with a cheerful heart, okay? Prizes above other things and is unwilling to abandon or do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt-to-do-it giver whose heart is in his giving. So God takes pleasure in someone who says, yes, Lord, I'll be that giver. You just tell me what to do, and I will be prompt to do it. No hesitation, no question, no, are you sure they're worthy of this? None of that. You just do it, okay? And you be happy about it because you've got it to give, and you know this is good seed, uh, God's going to do something great with this. I don't know what, but it's not going to return to him void. That's what Isaiah 55 says. And so then it says, <clears throat> God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing. Now, it's something I've been, I've been studying on grace. And man, grace is the power of God to meet every single need. Every single need that you have. It's not just unmerited favor. It was by grace through faith you got saved. It is by grace through faith you get healed. It is by grace through faith you receive your needs being met. Grace is power to meet every single need you have. Grace is God's willingness, his desire to treat you as if sin never happened. When before sin came into the garden and Adam's doing his thing, did he have any want? No. He had everything, everything he needed. And he was happy and he was blessed. And that's how God wants to be right now. Walking together in relationship, close relationship with you with every single need met. That's what he wants. And he's got that grace available. He makes all grace come to you in abundance. You've got grace, the power to get wealth coming to you in abundance so that you will make always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance, for every good work and charitable donation. You are self-sufficient. You don't need a lender for your home. You don't need a lender for your car, okay? You owe no man anything except to love him. We're the lenders, not the borrowers, when we connect with God. And he will bring all grace coming to you so that you are self-sufficient, okay? And you have everything you need, and you have everything you need to be able to give to every good work and charitable donation. Everything he tells you to give, you have it to give and you do it cheerfully. As it is written, he, the benevolent person, that's you. You're the righteous person and you're scattering abroad. You're tossing that seed. 
You're tossing it, not just willy-nilly, but you're putting it where the Lord tells you to put it. And you give it to the poor. His deeds of justice and goodness and kindness and benevolence go on and endure forever. And God, who provides seed for the sower, if you're sitting there saying, I've got nothing to give. I am barely making it. God gives seed to the sower. Okay? So you tell him, Lord, I have a willing heart. I want to give, but I have nothing to give. Look in your pockets. Look in your purse. If you've got a paper clip, you pull it out. If you've got a penny, you pull it out. I heard a story of one guy who wanted to give, and all he had was a nub of a pencil without an eraser. <laughs> but he put it in the offering bucket as it went by. Afterwards, somebody came up and said, the Lord told me to give you this $10. And he says, praise God that he went and got an envelope and that nub of a pencil and he put his $10 in the offering plate. Okay, right at the same service, God multiplied, changed, <laughs> changed that pencil into $10 because he had the willing heart. So if you feel like you've got nothing to sow, you say, God, you said that you provide seed to the sower, and so I receive that seed, and I will sow it when you tell me where to sow it. So he gives seed to the sower, bread for eating. He provides and multiplies your resources for sowing and increases the fruits of your righteousness, which manifests itself in act of goodness, kindness, and charity. Thus, you will be enriched in all things and in every way so that you can be generous and your generosity as it is administered by us will bring forth thanksgiving to God. So you're not just blessed for yourself. You're blessed to be a blessing, okay? And so don't keep seed. Don't give. Keep what God has given you just to yourself. Be willing to plant that and let God multiply it and bring it back multiplied. And then that multiplied, you get to sow and multiply. I heard a guy who got so much, he started living on his 10% and giving his 90%. And that's, that's my goal. I mean, come on. So let me tell you. We're going to harvest some seed. You guys got seed out there, right? I know at least some of you got some clothes. Um, the church in itself, and um, Kate's pretty, uh, he'll, he'll tell you that every month we were given $1,000 to the Mexico missions, okay? And then I think recently it, we bumped it up to 1500 okay? So let's stick with 1000 just because it's easy math for me. For the year... That's $12,000 that we sowed into the ministry, right? If we do our simple math, not God's math, but we do a hundredfold with just two zeros of 12,000, and we add two zeros, what does that come up to? A million two, right? All right. So when we went and we talked at our, at our um, prospective church thing, Kate said he and Dylan sat down and said, we need about a million dollars to do this new church build out. Folks, we have that seed out there already. Before we became No Limits Church, when we were Abiding Word Fellowship, we built a church out in the Philippines. We built a church in Mexico. We have sown churches, so let's reap a church, right? When we moved from our 76th Street location to Collinsville, we left a sound system, did we not? We've sown a sound system. Let's reap a sound system for our new place. When we left that place, we left chairs, did we not? 
We left furnishings, so let's sow in our furnishings, shall we not? That seed is out there. Everything we need for the new church location is in the ground, and it's ready to harvest because we need that new church location. Do we not? Yes. So who's with me to put the word to it and start believing for the harvest of what this church has already sown? In addition to all of that, you have individually sown into this ministry. When you sow into this ministry and then the ministry sows into Mexico, that is twice sowed seed for you. So you start claiming a harvest of what you're giving into Mexico and saying, they're they're getting lives saved. They're getting salvation. Souls are saved. People are healed. Lives are being restored. You have a part to play in all of that. So start reaping that harvest. It is yours. And so you can start expecting souls to be saved here, miracles to happen here, legs grow here. Why don't we just wait and do that on the ministry field? Do it here. We have that seed sown, so we need to bring it in. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.